Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche post game for the last time in this regular season. We're doing the post game show brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Jesse, Rudo, Megan, AJ coming to you live as the Avs secure the number one seed in the Central Division heading into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. In a game that was a lot crazier than anyone needed it to be. It didn't have to go like this, but it did, and the Avs ultimately won the thing. So. I'm not going to complain too much about it. I'm not going to be too worried. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we have a playoff shirt. Go buy it. Go get it. Go get ready. Series starts Tuesday. So you've got like three days to get in on this shirt and be ready to rock. Uh, for tonight, I guess we'll start with a 60-second rundown. Uh, Devontae scored the first goal of the game on some straight nonsense that just goes in the net. Avs up 1-0. Uh, then the majority of the rest of the first period was Nathan McKinnon announcing to the world that he'd adopted the Nashville Predators. Uh, he scores two goals in the first period. The Avs do give one of those back. Probably wasn't a great goal. I'm sure we'll talk about it. It's 3-1 after the first. Uh, then the Avs just don't show up for the first 10 minutes of the second period. Straight up snooze through it, and it was 3-3 before you knew it. Uh, that was the, the whole second was just not good from Colorado. You wanted more there. The third period was 18 minutes of really, I think, the Avs being the better team, even if they weren't getting the chances. And then Nathan McKinnon actually signing the documentation that he adopted the Nashville Predators. Uh, and he gets a hat trick to force the Avs by his own willpower alone into the number one spot in the Central Division. I, I don't I don't know, man. Nathan McKinnon's just built different. That's that's mostly what happened here tonight. But I, I, let's let's do go back. Let's go through the first period. First of all, shots ended up being what eighteen to four, eighteen to three, something like that. I think it's like eighteen to five. Five even. Oh, the horrors! Abs only tripled them up in shots. Four. Okay, so. Truly, exactly what you wanted to see out of Colorado in this first period. Domination all the way around. I, are you guys thinking about the first goal of this game at all? Is there even like, hey, good play? Or is it just, yeah, that's a ridiculous puck bounce that goes in the net for you? Yeah, lucky. Okay. It's fine. Sure. Like, you throw a puck at the net, it hits a stick, bounces in. Cool. Cool. Nothing fancy to it. Yep. Devon Taves will take it, I'm sure. It's, uh, goals are hard to come by in the NHL. No doubt about it. Especially that guy who can't score a real one. <laughs> and has accidentally redirected <laughs> goals against. It was neutralizing to have him get this one. There you go. Fair is fair. Uh, you get through the rest of this period... I, I, obviously they get a goal scored on them. You don't love that. But besides that, it's just all positive from the first, right? Is there anything beyond the goal that you're like, boy, the Avs needed to do that better? No? No, man. Okay. Fair enough. I'm here with that. I'm, I'm mostly just buying time until our King of the Graphic game is ready right now because... This is this is what there is to talk about in this hockey game. Yeah, um, I mean it's just it's a Nathan McKinnon night, and yep. 
There you go. I mean, this is this is the difference here between, you know, now you look ahead and you say, all right, well, why are the Avs where they are? How did the Avs survive 400 and, what, 60 man games lost this year and still win the Central Division when you're talking about the Dallas Stars had 80 man games lost yep. and had a 14-point lead on the Avalanche at one point in the division this year? How does that happen? How do you blow that? How do you blow that? And the answer is that Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranson, and Kel McCarr, those guys are just better. And tonight, when they had to have it, I mean, you look at you look at how Dallas finished blowing out St. Louis. You know, Jason Robertson has a great game. Joe Pavelski has a great game. Then they get the one nothing win last night. Like, they finished strong on the back of their best players. The Avs said the same. Because, I mean, Nathan McKinnon just went yep. off. I, there was, it, it, it wasn't just Nathan McKinnon going off. It was the way that he played this game. Yeah. Was at, at every turn, he was like, nope, we're not losing. I will do whatever it is that I have to do by myself if I have to. Gonna win this game. If he doesn't, if he doesn't finish as a uh, Hart Trophy finalist, it's a shame. Yeah. It, will be, it, will be an under, it will be an underappreciated season. Yep. 100% agree on that. It's what, what were the final number? 42 goals, 69 assists yep. for 111 points. That's, that's a ridiculous season. Like, <laughs> there are years where that wins the, uh, the Art Ross. Like, <laughs> you don't want to waste a 111 point season yep. from Nathan McKinnon. I think, too, this is an equality in him that is only present this time of year. I think he has the ability to change the course of games at any point. But you see the importance of Nathan McKinnon stepping up because looking at that Anaheim game, you just sort of felt a confidence with him on the ice that he was going to be able to force that game out of regulation when they really didn't deserve to. (laughs) And you look at this game, too, and it's similar in that they're not always playing, especially in that second period, like they deserve to win this game, but Nathan McKinnon single-handedly forces that to be a reality. And there are other players alongside him that help, but Nathan McKinnon, this is the perfect time of year for this quality to really emerge, and the superstar Nathan McKinnon that we're seeing couldn't come at a better time. It's, and it's not just right now. Obviously, we've talked before about how amazing he's been since January, but... I think tonight you got a little bit of taste of, oh, this is what the Avs have in the tank for the playoffs. This is what he specifically has in the tank for the playoffs because, uh, you know, we've been talking about he's been playing at a right around 150-point pace since January 1st. And, like, the season that Connor McDavid obviously had is, like, unbelievable. Yeah. Right? Worthy of he's 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 going to win the heart for sure. He's the runaway heart trophy winner, but... When Megan says you don't want to waste this kind of season, you're having a season that you, a, a guy who is probably headed to the Hall of Fame someday yeah. is, is playing the best he has ever played. You sure want to see what that next level looks like in the postseason. Because if there's another level there... Sorry, Seattle. <laughs> it's it's be, a really rude rude way to welcome you into the NHL It's going to be a, a tough series if there's another level. Yeah. <laughs> Might yep. be a tough series anyway, but yep. we'll see how it all plays out exactly. Um, I do want to not overlook the rest of the, the team on this in this first period, though, because 
yes, Nathan McKinnon is the one making the fantastic plays, executing and scoring the goals. But you don't get to 19 shots at a period from Nathan McKinnon alone. That's an entire team pushing the play the right direction in a game where, yeah, they should just be better than Nashville. In that first period, they just were. Every line getting in there, doing what they need to do, and not scoring, but dominating possession of the puck at the very least. Um, Megan, I wanted to ask you on this one because I, I kind of already know how AJ feels about it. We've seen some of these goals against Georgiev. Short side, at times from distance. Is there a little bit of a repetition here? Is there some concern heading into the playoffs that Georgiev has given up a few too many of these? Or do you think he's he's going to be rock solid come game one? I... I feel like the pattern has been goals that you feel like he should make saves on, but they haven't been so similar that it's one singular weak side in his game because sometimes they're up high, sometimes they are just from that right circle. And for that reason, it's not that I have a defense of the goals against in this game. Like, I I think they were not great goals to allow. (sighs) But more specifically, I also just think this is not a good night for Alexander Gurigiev. He has proven over more stretches that... He is consistently good and has fewer nights like this where these goals that are just not great ones that you expect the saves in, they're happening far more infrequently compared to consistent play from Gurigiev. And I think what makes me confident he's more so in the rock-solid game one category is his ability to make impressive athletic saves when they're necessary. I don't love to see that sometimes the goals allowed are ones that feel a little easier to make that save on, but where, where I see him coming up big is in important por- moments. He's established trust with me personally as a viewer in those important moments that I don't have reason to doubt that he's going to be rock solid game one. It's the second leg of a back-to-back. They decided to ride Georgiev in a second night. I think that speaks to the level of trust that they have in him as well. So, uh, sorry, I just wanted to interject no, on, on Georgiev. So we talked about this just recently that to me he's got in games like this, He's got shades of Semyon Varlamov where he'll give some up and you're like, wow, I don't like that. And then he makes a massive save in the third period going post to post. Wide, guy wide open on the back door. He makes a huge stop. That's the kind of stuff that if you're going to give up the cheapies, you have to get them back later. And Georgiev, to your point, Megan, has established <laughs> you'd love to go without the cheapies. But when you give that up and you're still in the game, cool. It's a tied game. That goal doesn't that's, matter anymore. Make the next one. That's the big key for me. Is yeah, it goes from a bad night to a really scrappy night. Yeah. Right. Because the he had to battle in the third period. He had to come up with some big-time saves. He had to be there for them in that third period at times. And you definitely don't want to give up the cheapies. Like, you don't love that. Those are not great goals. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we, we talk about this with Pavel Francois a lot. Look, if you... The ones that you give up aren't great, but you only give up two or three of them. You've kept your team in it. Yeah. You've ultimately done your job as the goalie in that game. And uh, when it got to 3-3, he locked it down. Like, he does what he has to do from that point on. And the team in front of him just does enough. Well, and and look. just does enough. We'll talk about the second period and the issues that involved that. But at the end of this game, the Avs never trailed. The Avs were never in jeopardy of, oh, they could lose this game. They were ahead or tied at worst for the entire thing, for as bad as some of the stretches of the game were. 
and Georgiev is a big part of that. Even if the workload wasn't huge tonight, he ultimately made it the save. Ultimately made the saves he needed to make. So, give Nashville credit too. Like for as, sure. mu- as much as I, they could have, they could have packed up and gone home in that right, second period right. for and, sure. And, and I apologize if you guys already talked about this. I was getting stuff squared away. Th- that as bad as that second period felt and was <laughs> for the Avs, you got to give a young, I think Scrappy's a good word, Nashville team some credit there that they took advantage of the fact that to me it looked like the Avs kind of thought they were going to lay down and they took it to him. And so, you know, Georgiev went from kind of standing there watching for 20 minutes to being under a little bit of siege. And again, he righted the ship when necessary. Yeah. Is that Tyson Berry on the ice for that goal? It probably was. Dude, oh, I, I kind of hurts. A little I, I love Tyson Berry so much. That kind of hurts a little. That makes all, me sad. All around good dude, you know? Yeah. Just a good guy for I sure. Wonderful things about him. He was he was one that at the deadline when he went to Nashville, I was like, I wouldn't hate this. It, obviously, we now know that EJ was coming back, but like, yeah, I was like, I wouldn't be pissed at that if that was the move, just because I love Tyson. Yeah, from that front, would love it. Right. From fit, I'm not so sure. Oh, 100 percent. Just for the just for they needed met. Just for the vibes, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you guys got us to 100 likes. We appreciate that very much. So it's uh, for the last time this regular season. Aww. It's Dr. Dub's time. Hopefully many more Dr. Dub's oh, times in the playoffs. She's doing it with us too. Well, you know, hopefully 16 more she times in the playoffs. Cheers. Cheers. No cheers, cheers to Jesse because he doesn't. See, but at this point, it's just like, that's just like part of it, right? <laughs> sure. It'd be bad luck at this point for me oh to start taking them. Don't start this. <laughs> ah. See? Uh, oh, fuck. Oh. I was like, oh, see, you got it. You got it. Jesse would have believed it. <laughs> On that note, we are brought to you by the fantastic people over at Pins and Aces. They got all sorts of amazing golf apparel merch for you. We actually just got uh, got our merch in. Mine got delivered today. Nice. I obviously didn't even get the package yet. It's to sitting at home. It. Yeah, it's sitting at home in its wrapping. But they got tons of different merch. It's all pretty dope, to be honest with you. Uh, I got the, I forget what it's called, but I I really like the, the shirt I got. Wait, your stuff already got delivered? Yeah, mine, got mine's been quickly. here for like two days. Damn. You live in the vortex, check I guess, Jesse. Yeah. Well, I, I just also haven't been looking. <laughs> just don't check the mail. It's well, just did it, did it come mailbox? in the mail or did it come to it your door? It came to my door. Oh, okay. I, I also think I ordered a day or two after. I ordered the same day oh, you well, did. I, Have you gotten your stuff? No. Okay, all right, all right. Are you going to be matching? Huh? You're going to be matching? What? No, we you, ordered on the same, we ordered we on, the ordered same, on the day. same day. Yeah, okay, no, not sorry. the same stuff. That'd be hilarious if they were matching. Uh, nothing for my head, so. <laughs> anyway, go get yourself some Pins and Aces at PinsandAces.com. Use the DNVR code to get 15% off and free shipping. Uh, their apparel's actually dope. Like, it's not like you have to be on the golf course to wear it. You can just wear a nice collared shirt or a nice hat. They have t-shirts. They got pants. I don't... Uh, pants. What? I don't know anything about pants fashion. Like <laughs> I, I thought you were going to stop it. I don't know anything about pants. I was like, let's just move on. <laughs> We can't anyway. Yeah. Pinsandaces.com. Also, uh, there are a couple of defenders in Nashville that probably need to call Bacchus and Shanker about Nathan McKinnon uh, because, boy, did he blow up some tires 
uh, in that building tonight. So call 222-2222 today. If you've been injured in a car accident, even if it's like a, if you're Eric and you're on a scooter and someone runs into you, if it's a rideshare situation, they've got you covered. They will get you what you deserve. They'll give you a consultation completely for free when you dial the two number. If they think you have a case, they'll take it on completely for free. So it costs you nothing until you win your case. And then you're just getting what you earned anyway. So... Go with Bacchus and Shanker. They've been doing it for 25 years. They've won over a billion dollars over that time. So they do a lot of winning when it comes to getting people their money. Check them out or go to coloradolaw.net to get a hold of them today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. No, oh, it's good? genuine throat clear. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Second period was bad. I don't think there's any two ways around that for Colorado. They kind of just did not do very much in the first 10 minutes of this period. No, look, to me, this second period summed up the abs dominated in the first. They got out to a lead and they coasted. They thought, they and coasted. I get why they thought Nashville was just going to roll over and cool. We'll just, we'll bury a couple more and we'll kind of coast through the rest of this. Mazel tov. Uh, that's not what happened, but. Can not. we get some? Can we just skip the second period and get some Jack Johnson appreciation chat going? I'm I'm down for Jack Johnson appreciation no. chat. He was great tonight. I thought he was Actually, really good an tonight. Interesting Bomb. point too. In the second period, when there were just six minutes remaining, like just over six minutes, only two Avs players registered a shot on net through that amount of time. And I want you to guess who they are. Well, I'm assuming Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, okay, low okay. hanging fruit. Jack Johnson. <laughs> the other one, no clue. Uh, little, little, little. <sighs> Give me the time frame again. With only six minutes remaining, so in the second, in the second, so because I remember the Jack Johnson minutes. one. I honestly didn't see the. Was it shot. Newhook? No, close. <sighs> Myers? Uh, no. Is it OC? No, it's El it's Lars Eller. I'll just say it. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to guess the whole line. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, 14 minutes in second period, only Jack Johnson, Lars Eller get a shot through. Oh, I don't That's remember the Lars That's just kind Eller of a reflection one. of how that period went. Well, and so I'll, I'll frame it two ways. One, you just watched them put 19 shots up in the first period, so you know you're capable of better. The you Colorado is capable of better than that. Definitely. Um, the other side of it is we've seen this happen in a handful of games. I don't think you're expecting things like this to happen in the playoffs. I'm certainly not. But is there is there an expectation in that locker room that they're like, hey, it's playoff time now. No more doing this. I, I've been I've been saying this for six weeks now. Like I, I genuinely do believe we've seen them do it, right? The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. For five straight years now, or whatever it's been, six. The abs have shown round one, game one, they dial it up seven levels. Doesn't matter how they finish the season. Doesn't matter what the last game looked like. Doesn't matter any of that stuff. They get in round one, game one, and there just is a different level. And that's what I think, because we've all kind of joked about it over the years, the over overvaluation of playoff experience and all that stuff. That I do think is one of those things where, you know, Tampa's a great example. How many the, years can they limp the, into the playoffs? On the flip side then, of it, though, is a team like New Jersey that you don't trust because they haven't been there. Exactly. Right? Yeah. exactly. But this is the, the abs are now on the, well, as they were building that experience, 
We would watch them figure out that switch. Mm-hmm. And then we saw last year the Avs figured it out. They, yep. They're very comfortable with it. This is the same group of guys. They're very comfortable with it. Um, it was more like, can they keep the switch on enough to get what they wanted to tonight? And then there will definitely be another level next week. Like, I'm not even... And, so and, and zero it's, concern. It's no, almost more of like not a... Not even a little bit. For me, when the, in the playoffs, it's not even that they take it up to another level. They just they don't fall back below a certain level. I would level. say that's more accurate. Because yeah. like we, we've seen them. Like Nate tonight, like that was playoff Nate. And in the playoffs, I just feel like he doesn't typically... Obviously, things are... Nothing set in stone. <laughs> typically, he doesn't dip below that level. It's like, cool, this is the new baseline. And then they go from there. Yeah, and somebody in chat saying it's a good win when I'm not mad about something. Look, this was a bottom line game. I don't give a shit about the process. You had a job. You had to get two points. You got there. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care that they blew a lead. I don't care that they did whatever. None of it matters. Do you remember last year's pods at this time of year where Blaze was saying, I have some concerns, and it was a little (laughs) bit of a joke? This second period was so last year coded in terms of not feeling great, not their best effort at all. But the reason I have confidence in them moving forward is because of the response in the third period. Not only did the Avs ramp it up, but they forced this Nashville team to apply necessary pressure just to stay in this game. It was pretty good exchange back and forth in the third, but if not for the Avs having that response, they don't win this game. And I I think that response is very encouraging. It's especially a good point because towards the end of that third period, you could feel Nashville's desperation ramping Ramping, up. And what caused the game-winning goal? So what is it? It's a bad pinch that turns into a 2-on-1 the other way because Nashville's pressing. Did you guys hear what I said right, literally right as that play turned up ice? I said, this game picked a really weird time to just get get chaotic. Like, yeah, just like, (laughs) this is a weird time in this game for both teams to just like send it. And then, to your point, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, a puck squirts loose, and it's like, oh, two on one. The two best players on the team are heading up ice. And Against Tyson Berry. Right, right, right. Like, If I could have picked a guy to right. try and defend this, <laughs> that's the one. Uh, Sorry, Tyson. And it's, like, obviously the Evs got it done in the end with McKinnon, but I, I do want to give credit to that third period. Yeah. They were pretty handily the better team through the majority of that period, even if it took 18 minutes to get a puck to go in the net. Because it was a physically imposing period from Nashville, too. It was kind of punishing in ways. And because of how this game had been officiated through that point, we were talking about how they just weren't going to get another call. Abs had to absorb just a lot of it. They just had to take that contact on. And so it wasn't an easy feat. Nope. It's, it's never free in the NHL. It was it was frustrating that we were giving them this credit, but they have two power play opportunities. You'd like to see them finish the one, absolutely. Come pretty close to each other. Like you really would like to be like, hey, we got that goal with 14 minutes to play, and then locked it down from there and moved on. But they just didn't. Power I mean, play wasn't good tonight. You can't you can't always get what you want, Megan. Is that last one? Okay, you guys, I talked to the Cornell coach literally today. There you go. About Steinberg and Malinsky. I'm really excited. <laughs> now they're you fighting can't stop dudes. for the Eagles. <laughs> and the things his coach has to say about him sounds like the kindest human being ever. I, the day that they signed him, I got a reply. It was uh, the Andy from the office. Like I went to a little school called, called Cornell. Ever heard of it? <laughs> and that's all I can think of now anytime I see his name. 
Anyway, sticking with this game. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Colorado, uh, AJ, I think you kind of put it well. <laughs> it just, it just didn't matter how they got it done if they got it done, right? Yep. It, the two points that would get them the top of the central were on the line, and you went into this game not caring if they won it seven to nothing, eight to nine. I guess you would lose if you did that. They would have cared then. Eight to seven. Uh, it just the two points were all that mattered. Yep. It it didn't it didn't matter. It didn't matter if you needed a seventeen round shootout with Jack Johnson scoring the winner. It wouldn't it just wouldn't have mattered. You don't care. You came in for two points, you walked out with two points. And now the focus shifts. You you go from managing what it's like to win in the regular season where your goals are different, your opponents are different, you're on the road, you're playing with a, di a different schedule every week, and you get into that postseason rhythm, playing the same team, you're game planning, you're hating the same dude every night, you're matched up against the same guys, your competitiveness, competitiveness goes up, your engagement goes up, your commitment to every level of the game goes up, and you get best on best. It's, the best, it's, it's, it's why... Stanley Cup playoffs is the best postseason in all of pro sports, uh, and, and certainly all of team sports. Is that you? You get to see best on best. Yep. And you're going to get to see the best that the Seattle Kraken have to offer, and they're damn sure going to get to see the best Colorado Avalanche have to offer. And walking in, walking into that series, you don't care about process right now. You don't care about how they got to where they are. All the different, oh, they can't, they, why can't they keep this lead? And why can't they just blow this team out? And they're not winning by enough. And they're not doing the way, they're not playing the game that I want. It, none of it matters. None of it matters. It's a blank slate immediately. You turn the page. It's over. You've won the division. You have your opponent. Seattle will be here in a couple of days. So the video work starts tonight. Tonight, probably on the plane. Yeah. Yep, that's the guarantee. Part. I guarantee you, the coaching staff already has video packages side by side for of Seattle. Highbrook. Yeah, they had. They'd already started split work. Right, Minnesota. They already have <laughs> Seattle packages ready to go. Where they're like, "All right, Jared McCann, then." Right. Got it. Stop that, him. You what, probably stop, win. Stop him. What you were just talking about, uh, AJ, about you know turning the page and it doesn't matter anymore. I, I do want to just stop and. Point out for a second. Do you want maybe want to do reads? For, do you have other reads to do here? Make this point and then I'll do them. Well, so it's it's. There's been this has been a brutal season, like just in in it's terms 460 of 460 man games lost. Right, <laughs> in terms of what all they've gone through, the short summer leading into the uncertainty around injuries, yep. and then the injuries getting extended out longer than they thought, and then. Seriously, I, I would love to go back and check this, but it felt like every night they got a guy back, they lost two. You know what I mean? And if it wasn't two, you at least lost one. Yep. And we made, we made the comment a few weeks ago about they've overcome a lot of adversity, and when do they get just to settle in? I don't know if we have stopped and given this team enough credit for everything that happened. Coming down the stretch here, they had their destiny in their own hands as of like two weeks ago, and they had to play it perfectly to keep that. And they did. Their only misstep is a overtime loss at Edmonton. And, and that did not cost them. Right. Anything. I was going to say, and even that, you walked away from it going, well, we would have liked to, but we did our job. Like, mm -hmm. we got what we needed. And it's just so beyond impressive to me. Everything that they've been through, everything they've battled through, 
every time they had a reason. Like, look at what Minnesota did last week. They outright said, hey, we're fine. We're yep. fine rolling the dice. We're comfortable where we're at. Whatever happens, happens. And this abs group wasn't. They pushed and they pushed and they pushed. And even on a night like tonight, we made the comment in the third period. It said, God, it feels like the abs are skating uphill in this game. Even when they got back to their game, just pucks were bouncing. They were missing passes just a step too far. Nothing for a single second in this 82-game season for the Avs came easy. Yep. And when the dust settled, they're at the top of the Central Division. Again, no Landeskog, no Manson, no Makar. It's just it's it's unbelievably impressive, and, and I just can't stop. Those three guys that you just named miss more games than the entire Dallas Stars roster this year. Right, that, right. Just to just to go through a couple of these numbers, Bowen Byram misses thirty nine games, half the season. Val Nichushkin misses twenty nine games. Eric Johnson misses eighteen games. Kale McCarr misses twenty two games. Evan Rodriguez, uh, 14 games. Arturi Lekkanen, 17 games. Nathan McKinnon, 11 games. Keep in mind that the NHL team, uh, average NHL team, plays about 13 to 14 games per month, roughly. Yeah. Uh, so when you talk about 17 games, it doesn't sound like out of 82, you're like, oh, it's not them. All those guys missing a month. Some of those guys at the same time. Yeah. Right. A lot some of those, those guys at the same those, time. Some of those injuries overlapped. Some of those guys had multiple injuries. Yep. Josh Manson came back, played great for like four games, and got hurt again. And that's not even mentioning some of the lesser players like Josh Manson. The fact that Darren Helm has been yeah. nowhere all year. Or or the fact that Landy has not suited up for a game. Yeah. And, but, and, and like, look, I'm not I'm not trying to like, you know, sit here and like Francis fall. Although is a really good one, too, because yeah. that puts all the pressure on Georgiev. 100%. It forces them to go with Jonas Johansson on back-to-backs on a couple of road trips, he does a great job for them. Right. And, and Jonas like said, Johan, you can look at Jonas Johansson and say they win the division in part because of him. I, I don't want to like sit here and you know be swooning and all that stuff. Like You hope that this is where they would end up, but when you add in all of the context of the season, holy smokes, was this impressive. And then for Nathan McKinnon to come in tonight and literally just say, yeah. cool, guys, you guys got... The, we got here collectively. I'll get us there. Yeah. Like. All get us across this finish line, and then let's go into next week and start this again. But yeah. I, I just I mentioned it, I think, on a show last week or two weeks ago. I had someone on the team tell me, on one hand, this season has felt like a blur. On the other, it feels like we played 500 games. Yep. This has been a slog for yep. this Avalanche team coming off of a Stanley Cup championship. It, it and really, I'm just can't really be overstated the lack of time off either between right. winning the Cup the roster turnover that took place so and then quick. the start of training it's gives so you some quick. appreciation for Tampa Bay. Uh, well, not really because they did it differently. Well, uh, I, that you're not wrong. You're I not wrong. I want to get into that conversation. The, the quick turnaround. Either way, it, it's just like the, this is it, it's impressive that when this when the when dust clears, they're at the top of the central and they get a wild card matchup they in round the 1. They get at the top with their shady rays on. Right. Nice. All right. Head on over to ShadyRays.com. Make sure you're looking good. Uh, you can get the sunglasses over there, all sorts of different kinds. Don't ask me to name sunglasses. I don't know what the styles are. They got aviators. That's the one I can name. They got a bunch of other cool ones. Uh, but the coolest part is with them, when you buy sunglasses, first of all, with code DNVR, if you buy two pairs, you get 50% off. And then if one breaks in the first 30 days, send it back. They'll replace it. If you don't like it, send it back. You can switch them out or get refunded. If you lose them, let them know. They'll send you a new pair. 
They got you covered for 30 days. Uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty great deal. These, this, also, like, if you're not a sunglasses person, sunglasses, people sit on them all the time. They get left places all the time. Yep. It's one of the most lost items ever. So it's awesome that Shady Rays has you covered there. Use the DNVR code. You can go online to ShadyRays.com. Or if you're local, they have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. Also brought to you by FOCO. You're popping off about Mac? Go buy a bobblehead from FOCO. You can jiggle his, jiggle his head every time he scores a goal. You know, I, I know people want to come up with superstitions at the start of the playoffs. There's a new one for you. Uh, you can check them out. They got tons of licensed apparel from all of the professional teams, not just hockey, but a little bit of everything. So go check them out. See all the good stuff. You can use code DNVR for 10% off with them. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And Jesse, I think part of what you were getting at at the end of that period was this. For years, Tampa has been the team where situation doesn't matter. Backs against the wall doesn't matter. You're never betting against those guys. That's Colorado now. Yeah, I agree. There's no situation where I'm like, I don't know. It's like, no, you. it's Colorado. We, We talked about the ramping it up in the playoffs or whatever you want to call it. And that's something that really struck me about Tampa last year, specifically in the first round and then the Eastern Conference Finals, where backs against the wall, like it looked like they were down and out. And it was like, oh, here we go. The, the, the back-to-back champs are tapping out. And you like they just wouldn't die. Like You just couldn't get them to stay on the mat. And that's how the abs have felt all year to me. I know people haven't liked it as much. It wasn't as pretty. There were ugly games. There were the season was not nearly as fun as last year. Right, right. It was never going to be. But, it was always going to be harder. But they never stayed down on the mat. They never felt sorry for themselves, and they never played the well. Oh man, we're just you know we're we're injured. And we're, I had Andrew Cogliano tell me last two weeks ago. He's like, I'm done talking about the injuries. I'm done. I'm sick of it. I'm done. We're at where we're at. We clinched the playoff spot. It doesn't matter. Like. They, they just refuse to stay down. And it, it's it's incredibly impressive because, AJ, I think back all the time to when you and I were driving to that media school or all those bars around town talking about the 48-point abs, and it just felt like they never got up from the mat. And now being able to be around this team now two years in a row, like you do just have an appreciation, not even for sports, but just to be around a group that carries themselves like this, that is composed and are like true professionals. They finish games and you see all 20 guys walking across to the weight room, across the hall. It's just, they are committed. I could not, I think you nailed it, Ruta, where it's just like the abs are in that category. Now we're like, they're not going to win the Stanley cup every year, but you're not betting against them. You don't them know that? Ever. <laughs> I don't know that. They you are correct. They lost the Stanley cup <laughs> yet. So but like, yeah, you, you know, you're just, to build off this, though, and drive home what a special group it is that should be properly appreciated, you look how hard it is to build a talented hockey team in the NHL. You look at teams like Detroit and Ottawa that, hey, they, we've picked high a number of years. Now we're spending a bunch of money to try and make the postseason again. Now we're trying to do all this. You look at a team like the Winnipeg Jets, right? Z, if you're listening, stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you look at you look at the Winnipeg Jets. And you look at all the talent they've amassed over the years, how good that forward core is. The fact that they have gotten one of the best goalies of this generation out of a fifth round pick, right? They got all these things. And then you turn around and you look at the culture and you look at how their culture has single-handedly sunk this, what should have been a golden era of Jets hockey. 
and how the exact opposite is what is taking place yeah. in Colorado, where the culture has elevated the talent yeah. and has insulated the talent and, and pushed it to a better place, to a higher plane. And the difference that that makes is when things went sideways in Winnipeg this year, they got comfortable with it going sideways because they knew that world. And when we talked about the big fault, the big down point of this year was after the Chicago loss. They lose 3-2 in Chicago. And we talked on this show. They can, they can choose. The choice is theirs. This can be rock bottom and a springboard to the rest of the year. Or they can let this get worse. And that culture and that accountability and the, 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 the way that, that this group respects itself and respects the game and respects the process of every single day, you have to have the right mindset and the right approach. Pick themselves up and went chased down the division and won the damn thing. With, with no Gabe Landeskog, the, 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 with, the without leader their captain, in that room. Without their captain. You, we talk about the, the way that McKinnon is like the engine of, of the avalanche and Gabe Landeskog is their soul. Yeah. And they do that without Gabe Landeskog. You cannot underestimate how important he is to the Avalanche and to not have him for 82 games mm -hmm. and to win the division. It's it's starting to... It, everybody out West, Don, gone, fuck this up. It, it's starting <laughs> to pop up. You had your chance. They were down bad, and you, they, just, they dropped this ball hard. It's starting to pop up in the chat here, and, and we haven't talked about it, and we have a show tomorrow that we can maybe dive more we'll into this. We'll probably get into it. Jared Bednar. What a, what relative to everything yeah. that you are just talking about, holy smokes, Where you have to give that, from? that man a ton of credit for what he did with this group this year and, and, and help getting them there. Again, Megan, we talked to a lot of players about Jared during the, the kind of the, the, the point in the season that AJ's talking about. And I remember just being not taken back, but, but surprised at how they said, no, he's not like really the coach. He's, the, he's a leader. Like, he's a leader in the room. He's one of the boys. He comes in here, and he gives us shit. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know if we ever talked about it, but, you know, Nate's telling us, like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll come in here, and we'll find him digging around guys' stalls for chew and pouches <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. And he's like, you know, he, he's one of the guys, but he's a leader more than he is a coach. And, and it just, like, the way that Jared Bednar fits into that locker room is in, indicative of the, the culture that they've built, and mm -hmm. it all starts there. And it's just I, the, the fact that they're here in the season and 82 games are done. It's just a, a lot to be impressed with. And, and what makes them dangerous in a best of seven is that you have to put the abs down and then keep them there. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've talked about with this year is that it has been such a struggle. All that adversity, a six months that they have spent crawling through broken glass yeah. that is this regular <laughs> well, season. The abs are like a is, zombie. They it just is keep all, getting back up. It is all going to serve them in the postseason because the first time that they get punched in the mouth in the playoffs and lose a game, that is not going to be a team that panics and looks itself in the mirror and has a hard conversation. And none of that is going to take That's place. That's going to be a team those that goes, guys, oh, another Tuesday. Huh? Those guys are going to wake up the next day and the they're going to go to practice <laughs> and they're just going to get back to work. They're just going to say, all right, hey, you beat us. Cool. Can you do it three more times? Can you do it two more times? Can you do it with all the pressure of closing us, the defending champs, out? Because for me, I don't think there's any pressure on the Avalanche this year. 
They have no pressure. Nobody expects them to repeat, especially with the Landeskog news. Nobody looks at them and says, oh, God, it's Colorado. Like, nobody nobody looks at them the way that they looked at them last year. Like, oh, this guy, these guys are scary. Mm-hmm. There's a respect there. But they, for the first time in a year, can play the underdog card. Well, Megan, I want your opinion on this because you were there uh, the other night against Edmonton, right? And we go into the room. And again, this is just the part to me that's so interesting. It's it's the way that the players handle it and how it, you know, it's it's a serious mood. And then Jared Bednar is kind of like the, the chaser, right? Where he's like, no, I can step back and appreciate things. So it, it's just from your perspective, being around them this year, relative to what AJ's saying, this does not feel to me like a group that's going to get down and stay there. No, their lowest points were moments of frustration, not panic. And I think Ooh, that's yeah. great, great. how you never counted them out. If you were able to see the way they responded to losses, it's because they knew they were capable of better. And it was, it, it was explored in different ways. Like the way that Cogliano would react to a loss was different than the way that Nathan McKinnon would. McKinnon comes up huge in advocating for when his team does play well, even in difficult moments. And then there are guys who take ownership too of some of the shortcomings as well. But the accountability has been there throughout the course of this season. And I think the lack of panic is why it was hard to ever rule them out. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right. Plenty more. I think we'll talk about Bednar tomorrow sometime, yeah. probably. Uh, but for tonight, we can get to these super chats. Quite a few of you in the, in the chat tonight. We appreciate all y'all. Uh, Miss Truly with $5 says, In the second period, my boyfriend said they're going to lose. And I said, nah, McKinnon won't let that happen. He's going to get mad. I don't know if he even got mad tonight, to be honest. He was just like he had made up his mind that the Avs were going to win the game. And then Nathan McKinnon won the game. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Kids just built different. (laughs) Thank you. He's. If I'm anybody in the West, I watched that today and I'm I'm shaking in my boots a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you have to be because, you know. Josh Manson and Kill McCart are, are there. They're ready to go game one. They just won out at the end of the year without those guys. They chose to have Kale McCarr just sitting there watching those games. And they went won the division anyway. Yep. <laughs> Didn't matter. Uh, thank you for the five. Next, we Good have luck. Stefan. Sorry about getting your name wrong the other night, by the way. I got it right today. Uh I'd just like to say you guys rocked it this season. I'm pumped for playoff pods. This team was hard to watch compared to last year. Still div champs. That's it's such a high bar. They're, they won their division and they were tough to watch. This so here, here, here's a part that's crazy. So is it 52 that they finished with or 51? 52 wins, right? No, oh, I'd have to check. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm almost positive it's 52. 51. Damn. 51 wins. And we just said it. This was not as much fun as last year. Said it was hard to watch. They came up five wins short, six wins short of last year's team. <laughs> not, so, not, bad. not too bad. Not, not too shabby. <laughs> Thank you, Stefan. Uh, Greg with $12 says $12 for 12 division championships. Time to smoke the crack. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Cracking. I was like, <laughs> what a weird. Interesting way to celebrate. <laughs> Thank you very much. $2 from Vaguely Sober, who just gives us a heart. Appreciate it. I am hyped for the 
the Abs get to be part of the first ever playoff games in Seattle. That's what yeah. I was telling. I was telling Tiff during the game. It's I was gonna like, be a fun be cool atmosphere. To be part of their history, mm-hmm. and then put them down. <laughs> we're the team that gets to say you were just happy to be here. Yeah, want to make it like that Jets Ducks series from their first year back. We're like it was sick, electric in Winnipeg. And they got swept. Mm-hmm. Like four great yeah. games. Yeah. yeah, like three overtime games. In yeah, that four way. fantastic so games. Uh, $10 but, from yeah. the chick who says, miss me with this concern for Georgiev. I wasn't happy with his performance tonight, but he's going to be fine. I'm so pumped for Tuesday. LFG Avs, do it for Gabe. Roughly a top five goaltender this year. Yep. Certainly in the conversation. Uh, $10 from Banks, who says, yes, sir, I had faith in the Avs in January, and I won 250 for that faith tonight. Division champs, give me that Berkey list, I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, and no goaltender Kraken, Avs about to eat Kraken soup. Yep, and then he gave us another five, saying also another one, just to let y'all know how much I appreciate uh, all you do it c- to cover the team. Love y'all, can't wait for playoff coverage. Appreciate it, Banks. I know you're a, you're a regular on our super chat list, so means a lot. Uh, Five dollars from Kyron, who says appreciate the free content all year. Bittersweet sending Gruby home in round one. <laughs> Happy Makar and Manson will be back. That's, that's not that bitter to me. <laughs> I will I will put it that way. Five dollars from Zach, who says Nate Dog no cap on God for real for real bussin. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he secured that bag. Uh, You're the worst. It. You're the worst. <laughs> you know what I think about too is how I know Jared Bednar has seen that photo of him with the with hair. The curly hair. I don't have it confirmed, but I just know in my heart he has seen that. Has no context for why, <laughs> and has to just keep scrolling. <laughs> Live his life knowing that that's out in the world. Uh, $20 from Grant, who says, what a game and what a regular season, given all the adversity. See you guys at the bar for all of the road games again this season. We'll be here. We'll be here for all the home games, too. Well, some of us will be, anyway. Uh, $10 from Logan, who says, this season has been a slog, but the Avs got home ice for two rounds, so I can't complain a lot. Now it's the fun part of the season. If this is regular season Nate, playoff Nate is going to kill someone. I mean, let's not... Let's not murder anybody. He doesn't need to go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> Just take their ankles, that's all. Uh, $20 from Ryan, who says, For amazing coaching staff, finding players... I keep reading it from the right bar as you delete it, and then I have to switch. (laughs) Uh, Finding players is one thing, but to make them fit like a puzzle is something else. Enjoy slay number two. I don't understand the last part, but thank you. Uh, $20 from the incredible Drew, who says, Proud of the boys making it through the 82 and winning the division through everything. Appreciate you guys and everyone behind the scenes for all your work throughout the year. Now the real games begin. Thank you very much, Drew. See, uh, if, and if they used our tiebreaker format, the Abs would have finished second in the West. They should anyway, <laughs> just because they won their division. They should anyways, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then extremely generous $50 from Jacob, who wow. says, just bought three shirts. Thank you guys for another great regular season. So excited for the playoffs. We appreciate that a ton. And then another 50 from CO Dave, uh, who says, love the show all season from Minnesota. Thanks for 82 great games. Cheers to 16 more W's. 
Appreciate it. Uh, and then $5 from Eric that says, this season was a success no matter the ending. They put the league on notice for next season. I felt like the Stanley Cup did that. Yeah. Like, the league is on notice while these guys are here. I, I, I will say, though, I, I, I get what they mean in terms of like... Oh, yeah. We don't have all of our guys, and we'll still beat you. Yep. Yeah, either next year they get Landis Cog back, or they've got $7 million to spend on somebody to replace them. <laughs> and Good luck. a bunch of trade chips that they held on to at the deadline. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I, I do want to throw it out there. I, I'm sure we'll throw it out there whenever the playoffs do end as well. But all of us appreciate all of y'all in the chat, or if you're watching this at home, or if you're listening to this on the podcast on your way into work tomorrow. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we get to do without all of you. Um, so we appreciate every single one of you who's out here lurking in the chat or if you're commenting or, you know, even if you're a fan of another team and you're even just hanging out. thumbs downer. Yeah, that comes even on you. To every post-game show and gives us the thumbs down. We I, love you too. It's, it's incredible. It's... It's Evan. <laughs> it's Evan. <laughs> I, the fact that I get I to wake up every day and so do funny. this job just... I still don't believe it most days. So I I do want to express my appreciation to all of you guys being with us for this ride, thick or thin. Uh, it means a lot. So on that note, we are going to wrap up today's show. We do have a pod tomorrow where we'll be getting into lots of things about the Avs and the playoffs. We also have tons of division previews. Even if you're not an Avs fan, we're previewing every single series in round one. We'll be recording those and getting them out this weekend through to Tuesday when the Avs play. So we got plenty more content coming your way over the next three, four days. Stay tuned and uh, we love you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>